Chapter 1 Reproduction and Organisms Each and every organism can live only for a certain period of time. The period from birth to natural death of an organism represents its lifespan. Lifespan of a few organisms are given in figure 1.1. Examine the lifespans of organisms represented in figure 1.1. Isn't it both interesting and intriguing to note that it may be as short as few days or as long as few thousand years? Between these two extremes are the lifespans of most other living organisms. You may note that lifespans of organisms are not necessarily correlated with their sizes. The sizes of crow and parrots are not very different, yet their lifespans show a wide difference. Similarly, a mango tree has a much shorter lifespan as compared to a people tree. Whatever be the lifespan, death of every individual organism is a certainty. That is, no individual is immortal except single-celled organisms. Why do we say there is no natural death in single-celled organisms? Given this reality, have you ever wondered how a vast number of plants and animal species have existed on Earth for several thousand of years? There must be some processes in living organisms that ensure this continuity. Yes, we are talking about reproduction, something that we take for granted. Reproduction is defined as a biological process in which an organism gives rise to young ones similar to itself. The offspring grow, mature and in return produce new offspring. Thus, there is a cycle of birth, growth and death. Reproduction enables the continuity of the species generation after generation. You will study later in chapter 5. How genetic variation is created and inherited during reproduction. There is a large diversity in the biological world and each organism has evolved its own mechanism to multiply and reproduce offsprings. The organism's habitat, its internal physiology and several other factors are collectively responsible for how it reproduces. Based on whether there is participation of one organism or two in the process of reproduction, it is of two types. When offspring is produced by a single parent, with or without the involvement of gamete formation, the reproduction is asexual. When two parents participate in the reproductive process and also involve fusion of male and female gametes, it is called sexual reproduction. Asexual reproduction In this method, a single individual is capable of producing offspring. As a result, the offspring that are produced are not only identical to one another but also exact copies of their parents. The term clone is used to describe such morphologically and genetically similar individuals. Let us see how widespread asexual reproduction is among different groups of organisms. Asexual reproduction is common among single-celled organisms and in plants and animals with relatively simple organizations. In protest and monerans, the organism or the parent cell divides by mitosis into two to give rise to new individuals. Thus, in these organisms, cell division is itself a mode of reproduction. Many single-celled organisms produced by binary fission, where a cell divides into two halves and each rapidly grows into an adult. In yeast, the division is unequal and small buds are produced that remain attached initially to the parent cell, which eventually get separated and mature into new yeast organisms. Under unfavorable condition, the amoeba withdraws its pseudopodia and secretes a three-layered heart covering or cyst around itself. This phenomenon is termed as encystation. When favorable conditions return, the encysted amoeba divides by 
multiple fission and produces many minute amoeba or pseudopodiospores. The cyst wall bursts and the spores are liberated in the surrounding medium to grow up into many amoeba. This phenomenon is known as sporulation. Members of the kingdom fungi and simple plants such as algae reproduce through special asexual reproductive systems. The structures. The most common of these structures are zoospores that usually are microscopic motile structures. Other common asexual reproductive structures are conidia, buds and gamules. While an in animals and other simple organisms, the term asexual is used ambiguously. In plants, the term vegetative reproduction is frequently used. In plants, the units of vegetative propagation such as runner, rhizome, sucker, tuber, offset, bulb are all capable of giving rise to new structures. These structures are called vegetative propagules. Obviously, since the formation of these structures does not involve two parents, the process involved is asexual. In some organisms, if the body breaks into two distinct pieces, each fragment grows into an adult capable of producing offspring. This is also a mode of asexual reproduction called fragmentation. When you carefully try to determine the site of origin of the new plantlets in plants listed above, you will notice that they invariably arise from the nodes present in the modified stems of these plants. When the nodes come in contact with damp soil or water, they produce roots and new plants. Similarly, adventitious buds arise from the notches present at margins of leaves of bryophyllum. This ability is fully exploited by gardeners and farmers for commercial propagation of such plants. Sexual reproduction Sexual reproduction involves formation of male and female gametes either by same individual or by different individuals of the opposite sex. These gametes fuse to form zygote which develops to form the new organism. It is an elaborate, complex and slow process as compared to asexual reproduction. Because of the fusion of male and gamete, female gametes, sexual reproduction results in offspring that are not identical to parents or amongst themselves. A study of diverse organisms, plants, animals or fungi show that through they differ so greatly in external morphology, internal structure and physiology, when it comes to sexual mode of reproduction, surprisingly they share a similar pattern. Let us first discuss what features are common to these diverse organisms. All organisms have to reach a certain stage of growth and maturity in their life before they can reproduce sexually. That period of growth is called the juvenile phase. It is known as vegetative phase in plants. This phase is variable duration in different organisms. The end of juvenile vegetative phase, which marks the beginning of the reproductive phase, can be easily seen in higher plants when they come to flower. Observe a few trees in your area. Do, you do they flower during the same month after, after year? Why do you think the availability of fruits like mango, apple, jackfruit, etc. is seasonal? Are there some plants that flower throughout the year and some others that show seasonal flowering? Plants, the annual, the 
Neal types show clear-cut vegetative, reproductive, and senescent faces, but in the perennial species, it is very difficult to clearly define these faces. A few plants exhibit unusual flowering phenomenon. Some of them, such as bamboo species, flower only once in their lifetime, generally after 550 to 100 years, produce large number of fruits and die. Another plant, Strobilanthus kunthiana, Nila kuranji. Flower once in 12 years. As many of you know, this plant flowered during September-October 2006. Its mass flowering transformed large tracts of hilly areas in Kerala, Karnataka, and Tamil Nadu into blue stretches and attracted a large number of tourists. In animals, the juvenile phase is followed by morphological and physiological changes prior to active reproductive behavior. The reproductive phase is also of variable duration in different organisms. Among animals, for example, birds, do they lay eggs all through the year or it is a seasonal phenomena? What about other animals like frogs and lizards? You will notice that birds living in nature lay eggs only seasonally however birds in captivity can be made to lay eggs throughout the year in this case laying eggs is not related to reproduction but is commercial exploitation for human welfare the females of placental mammals exhibit cyclical changes in the activities of ovaries and ovaries uh, accessory ducts as well as hormones during the reproductive phase in non primate mammals like cow sheep rats deer dogs tiger etc such cyclic changes during reproduction are called estrous cycle whereas in primates it is called menstrual cycle many mammals especially those living in natural wild conditions exhibit such cycles only during favorable seasons in their reproductive phase and are therefore called seasonal breeders many other mammals are reproductively active throughout their reproductive phase and hence are called continuous breeders that we all grow old is something that we recognize but what is meant by growing old the end of reproductive phase can be considered as one of the parameters of senescence or old age there are concomitant changes in the body during this last phase of lifespan old age ultimately leads to death in both plants and animals hormones are responsible for the transitions between the three phases interaction between hormones and certain environmental factors regulate the reproductive processes and the associated behavioral expression of organisms events in sexual reproduction after attainment of maturity all sexually reproducing organisms exhibit events and processes that have remarkable fundamental similarity even though the structures associated with sexual reproduction are indeed very different the events of sexual reproduction though elaborate and complex follow a regular sequence sexual reproduction is characterized by the fusion of male and female gametes the formation of zygote and embryogenesis for convenience these sequential events may be grouped into three distinct stages namely the pre-fertilization fertilization and the post-fertilization events pre-fertilization events these include all the events of sexual reproduction prior to the fusion of gametes the two main pre-fertilization events are gametogenesis and gamete transfer as you are already aware gametogenesis refers to the process of formation of two types of gametes male and female gametes are haploid cells in some algae 
the two gametes are so similar in appearance that it is not possible to categorize them into male and female gametes. They are hence called homogametes or isogametes. However, in majority of sexually reproducing organisms, the gametes produce are of two morphologically distinct types, heterogametes. In such organisms, the male gamete is called the anthrozoid or sperm and the female gamete is called egg or ovum. Sexuality in organisms. Sexual reproduction in organisms generally involves the fusion of gametes from two different individuals, but this is not always true. For your recollection of examples studied in class 11th, can you identify cases where self-fertilization is observed? Of course, citing such examples is in plants is easy. Plants may have both male and female reproductive structures in the same plant, bisexual, or on different plants, unisexual. In several fungi and plants, terms such as homothallic and monoecious are used to denote the bisexual condition and heterothallic and dioecious are the terms used to describe unisexual condition. In flowering plants, the unisexual male flower is staminate, that is, bearing stamens, while the female is pistillate or bearing pistils. In some flowering plants, both male and female flowers may be present on the same individual or on separate individuals. Some examples of monoecious plants are curcubits and coconut, and of dioecious plants are papaya and date palm. But what about animals? Are, anim- are individuals of all species either male or female? Or there are species which possess both the reproductive organs. You probably can make a list of several unisexual animal species. Earthworms, sponge, tapeworm and leech. Typical examples of bisexual animals that possess both male and female reproductive organs are hermaphrodites. Cockroach is an example of unisexual species. Cell division during gamete formation. Gametes in all heterogametic species are of two types, namely male and female. Gametes are haploid through the parent plant body from which they arise may be either haploid or diploid. A haploid parent produces gametes by mitotic division. Carefully examine the flowcharts of life cycles of algae that you have studied in class 11th to get a suitable answer. Several organisms belonging to monera, fungi, algae, bryophytes have haploid plant body. But in organisms belonging to teredophytes, gymnosperms, angiosperms and most of the animals including human beings, the parental body is diploid. It is obvious that meiosis, the reduction division, has to occur if diploid body has to produce haploid gametes. In diploid organisms, specialized cells called meiocytes undergo meiosis. At the end of meiosis, only one set of chromosomes get incorporated into each gamete. Gamete transfer. After the formation, male and female gametes must be physically brought together to facilitate fusion, fertilization. In a majority of organisms, male and female gamete is motile and the female gamete is stationary. Exceptions are few fungi and algae in which four types of gametes are motile. There is a need for a medium through which the male gamete move. In several simple plants like algae, bryophytes and teredophytes, water is the medium through which this gamete transfer takes place. A large number of male gametes, however, fail to reach the female gametes. To compensate this loss of female male gametes during transport, the number of male gametes produced is several thousand times the number of female gametes produced. In seed plants, pollens, grains are the carriers of male gametes and ovule has the egg. 
pollen grains produced in anthers therefore have to be transformed to transferred to the stigma before it can lead to fertilization in bisexual self fertilizing plants example peas transfer of pollen grains to stigma is relatively easy as anthers and stigma are located close to each other pollen grains soon after they are shed come in contact with the stigma but in cross pollinating plants a specialized event called pollination facilitates transfer of pollen grains to the stigma pollen grains germinate on the stigma and the pollen tubes carrying the male gametes reach the ovule and discharge male gametes near the egg in dioecious animals since male and female gametes are formed in different individuals the organism must in- evolve a special mechanism for gamete transfer successful transfer and coming together of gamete is essential for the most critical event in sexual reproduction the fertilization fertilization the most vital event of sexual reproduction is perhaps the fusion of gametes this process called syngamy results in the formation of a diploid zygote the term fertilization is also often used for this process the terms syngamy and fertilization are frequently used though interchangeably however it has to be mentioned here that in some organisms like rotifers honeybees and even some lizards and birds Turkey the female gamete undergoes development to form new organisms without fertilization this phenomenon is called parthenogenesis where does syngamy occur in most aquatic organisms such as majority of algae and fishes as well as amphibians syngamy occurs in the external medium that is outside the body of organisms this type of gametic fusion is called external fertilization organisms exhibiting external fertilization show great synchrony between the sexes and release a large number of gametes into the surrounding medium in order to enhance the chances of syngamy this happens in the body bony fishes and frogs where a large number of offsprings are produced a major disadvantage is that the offsprings are extremely vulnerable to predators threatening the survival up to adulthood in many terrestrial organisms belonging to fungi higher animals such as reptiles birds mammals and in majority of plants bryophytes cryophytes gymnosperms and angiosperms syngamy occurs inside the body of the organism hence the process is called internal fertilization in all these organisms egg is formed inside the female body where they fuse with the female gamete in organisms exhibiting internal fertilization the male gamete is motile and has to reach egg in order to fuse with it in these even though the number of sperms produced is very large there is a significant reduction in the number of eggs produced in seed plants however the non motile male gametes are carried to female gamete by pollen tubes post fertilization events events in sexual reproduction after the formation of zygote are called post fertilization events the zygote formation of the diploid zygote is universal in all sexually reproducing organisms in organisms with extensible fertilization zygote is formed in the external medium whereas in those exhibiting internal fertilization zygote is formed inside the body of the organism further development of the zygote depends on the type of life cycle the organism has the environment it is exposed to in organism belonging to fungi and algae zygote develops a thick wall that is resistant to desiccation and damage it undergoes a period of rest before germination in organisms with haploontic life cycle zygote divides by meiosis to form haploid spores that grow into diplo- haploid individuals 
zygote is the vital link that ensures continuity of species between organisms of one generation and the next. Every sexually reproducing organisms, including human beings, begin life as a single cell, the zygote. Embryogenesis Embryogenesis refers to the process of development of embryo from the zygote. During embryogenesis, zygote undergoes cell division and cell differentiation. While cell division increases the number of cells in the developing embryo, cell differentiation helps groups of cells to undergo certain modifications to form specialized tissues and organs to form an organism. You have studied about the process of cell division and differentiation in previous class. Animals are categorized into oviparous and viviparous based on whether the development of the zygote takes place outside the body of the female parent or inside, that is, whether they lay fertilized, unfertilized eggs or give birth to young ones. In oviparous animals like reptiles and birds, the fertilized egg covered by hard calcareous shell are laid in safe place in the environment. After a period of incubation, young ones hatch out. On the other hand, in viviparous animals, the zygote develops into a young one inside the body of female organism. After attaining a certain stage of growth, the young ones are delivered out of the body of the female organism. Because of, because of proper embryonic care and protection, the chances of survival of young ones is greater in viviparous organisms. In flowering plants, the zygote is formed inside the ovule. After fertilization, the sepals, petals and stamens of the flower wither and fail fall off. The pistil, however, remains attached to the plant. The zygote develops into the embryo. The ovule develops into the seed. The ovary develops into the fruit, which develops a thick wall called pedicarp that is protective in function. After dispersal, seeds germinate under favorable conditions to produce new plants.